When you're in the market for a new car, you want a vehicle that conquers your daily commute, easily handles the elements, and looks great too. You need the reliability of a Toyota and the confidence that your investment will last. Why? Because after all the carpools, shopping trips, and weekends out, you want a car that still has plenty of miles left in it and holds its value for a great trade-in deal. That's where Toyota leads the pack as the number one resale value brand for 2024, according to Kelly Blue Book's KBB.com. So check out the all-new, fully redesigned 2025 Camry or test drive a stylish and affordable Corolla sedan or hatchback. And remember, when you choose Toyota, you're not just buying a car for today, you're investing in trade-in value for tomorrow. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals, for more. Vehicles projected resale value is specific to the 2024 model year. For more information, visit kellybluebookskbb.com. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated. Toyota, let's go places. Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast that gives you strategies and tips for how to build happier habits into your daily life. This week, we'll talk about why you should go to the doctor, and we'll announce our first book club choice for our Happier Podcast Book Club. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft, now my fellow book club member. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And Gretchen, believe it or not, this will be my very first book club. <laughs> I'm in four book clubs. <laughs> I know. I can't believe I've never been in one, but I haven't. So I'm psyched. Yes, we are launching the Happier Podcast Book Club, and several times a year, we will announce a book, and then some episodes later, we will discuss it, and if we can, we will have the author as a guest. And Gretchen, we are so excited to announce our first pick, um, and this choice was an easy one. We oh, both yeah. thought of it. Yeah. It's a thought-provoking, beautifully written memoir that's so suspenseful. I read it in like one day, practically one sitting. Yes. It's Danny Shapiro's Inheritance, a memoir of genealogy, paternity, and love. The book is generating just a tremendous amount of buzz and acclaim. No surprise, it's a New York Times bestseller. So many people are talking about this book. And here's the official description. What makes us who we are? In the spring of through a genealogy website to which she had whimsically submitted her DNA for analysis, Danny Shapiro received the stunning news that her father 
was not her biological father. She woke up one morning and her entire history, the life she had lived, crumbled beneath her. Inheritance is a book about secrets, secrets within families, kept out of shame or self-protectiveness, secrets we keep from one another in the name of love. It is the story of a woman's urgent quest to unlock the story of her own identity, a story that had been scrupulously hidden from her for more than 50 years, years she had spent writing brilliantly and compulsively on themes of identity and family history. Yeah, and Gretchen, I have to mention that I'm particularly excited that Danny is our first author because she was my first writing teacher at Columbia University. I know. Isn't that amazing? It is, that it's is such crazy. A, that's so like perfect full circle. It's, that's a big happiness boost right there. Yeah. Um, and I've gotten to know her through some kind of writer friends in New York City. And so it's great. We're going to have the chance. Danny is going to come on the show. So we're going to be able to really talk to her about this book, which is just so compelling. Yeah. And Gretchen, so many people have been asking us like on Facebook or Instagram how to join the book club. <laughs> um, but all you have to do is get the book, yeah. read the book, yeah. um, and then send us your questions and comments as soon as you can. Danny's going to join us for a discussion on the show for episode 212, which will go live on March 13th. Yeah, but you don't. You you can join the book group even if you don't send in a question or something. You can just read along. Um, you know, th there is there is nothing to join. There is no homework. It's just um, to read a book and have fun with it. If you do choose to read along and you have questions or comments, you can post them here in the show notes um, to happiercast.com/slash two hundred seven. Or after that episode airs, you can do it in those show notes. You can do it at hashtag Happier Podcast Book Club. Or as always, you can email us at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you feel like posting a picture of yourself with your with a book on Instagram, that is always fun. So we encourage that. Yes. Get a big yes. kick out of hashtag that. Hashtag Happier Podcast Book Club. Yeah. And Alyssa, we've been getting some questions. One question is, how long is the book? It's pretty it's short. It's not very long. It, it's, it's a quick read. It's so absorbing. You fly right through you it. You fly right through it. Um, people say, does it count if I listen to the audiobook? Of course it counts if you listen to the audiobook. Yes. That is a yes. Yeah. And then, Gretchen, people also say, I want to read it, but how can I get more reading done? Yes. I created a one-pager called Reading Better Than Before. So if you go to GretchenRubin.com slash resources, you can find that um, if you need some ideas for how to squeeze more reading into your day. And then other people are saying, do I have to read it? I've got so much going on right now. It stresses me out just to think about adding something to my to-do list. And the answer is no, you don't have to read it. You will enjoy the conversation with Danny, whether you read the book or not. Yes. We'll make sure to explain what the book is about and there will be context and um, you can enjoy the conversation either way. And then when your life settles down, then you can get back to reading. Remember, a book waits for you always. So when you're ready, it will be ready for you. So once again, um, it's by Danny Shapiro, and it's called Inheritance, a Memoir of Genealogy, Paternity, and Love. And Elizabeth, now it's time for the Try This at Home tip. And this week, the suggestion comes from you. Yes. And Gretchen, this may seem obvious, but I have my reasons. Um, it's go to the doctor. And I think we all know we need to go to the doctor, but I just really want to stress to everyone out there, if there is something going on with your body that doesn't seem right, go to the doctor. And I have personal reasons for saying this, which I will explain. So 
I have had low iron, right? Which I've talked about yes. on the podcast with you, given myself a demerit for not going to the doctor to really try to get to the bottom of my low iron. I tried to take iron supplements. It goes on and on. Yeah. Um, but I really didn't pursue it. I just sort of said, oh, well, I have low iron, you know, c'est la vie, right? I yeah. guess I'll just be tired the rest of my life. <laughs> um, meanwhile, I I felt something in my stomach, um, which, of course, scared me because I thought, that's not right. That shouldn't be there. What do you mean you and felt? You felt something like what? Like a My blunt? stomach felt hard, like a hardness um, mm. on one side and not the other side. Mm. And I thought, I must be, maybe I'm imagining this. I'm going to wait a couple weeks and see if it goes away. And it didn't go away. And, of course, I was really scared. And I should have immediately gone to the doctor but I thought, I don't have time to deal with this. What if it is something wrong? I don't have time to deal with it. Of course, that was stupid because the more wrong something is, the more urgent it is that you actually go to the doctor. Anyway, to make a three-month-long story short, I finally went to the doctor. And it turned out that my I have fibroids, which like 70% of women have. They're extremely common. Mm -hmm. That had grown quite large. And fibroids, one of the major symptoms of fibroids is that they cause low iron. Mm. So had I pursued the low iron thing from the get-go, I would have realized what was going on. And it turned out I needed to have fibroid surgery, which I just did like four days ago. Yes. Um, and it's so great to have that behind you now. Yes. And as a consequence, well, you might hear my voice is a little hoarse, actually, from the surgery. That's why. Yeah. Um, but I have this, like, off my mind. Hopefully, my iron is going to start, like, shooting upward now that the fibroids are gone. Also, it was, like, I was the equivalent of 20 weeks pregnant, size-wise, of my fibroids. So that was, oh you know, not, not a good thing in your stomach for both aesthetic reasons and just, you know, health reasons. So anyway, my point is, like, I should have just gone to the doctor to begin with. I mean, this has been, like, probably two years now of sort of something I could have dealt with and, and you know, been living a better life had I dealt with it at the time. So um, it's scary. It's a hassle. Sometimes it feels confusing. It's expensive. But I'm so glad that I finally like went to the doctor. And this is someone I go to the doctor a lot, but you have to go to the right doctor. And that's part of the you know key to the whole thing. Well, I think when you hear it, it sounds so sensible. You think, why wouldn't we all do this? And yet we've all, I mean, this is such a common thing. Partly it's this kind of superstition where if I don't hear bad news, nothing yeah. bad will happen, that somehow it becomes real, which of course is not a good thing to think about. And then not knowing what to do, uh, who to call, how to move forward, like, you know, not having the vocabulary or, or, or hoping that it'll just go away. I think it's very easy to, yeah. to sort of say, oh, Maybe it's this, maybe it's that, you know, you know, just enough medical terms to kind of like come up with hypotheses that sound convincing to yourself. Um, yeah, and to me, the key is like, I should have said, if I have low iron, there must be a reason. Like, if something is off with you, why is it off? You know, it's just right. like you had at one point your eye was bothering yes. you. Yes. And you just kept going, oh, hopefully that'll just go away. Well, no, yeah. if your eye is red and tearing and, yes. and you know, stinging, 
probably there's a reason and very likely you need some sort of treatment. So don't just accept something's wrong. Figure out why it's wrong. Right, right. Well, and then the thing is, then you feel so much better. It's like, then I yes. went and got the drops and I feel so much better. And now here you are, you're, you know, what they've told you is that you weren't experiencing symptoms that you were aware of, but they're saying you're going to feel a lot better. You will experience yes. a, a, like more health, more energy now that you've done this, even though you sort of yes. weren't conscious that it was, you knew you had low anemia, but you didn't realize it was having other effects, but they're saying you probably are really going to notice it for the better. Yes. Yes. So many people like uh, doctors and nurses I've encountered, some who just had it done themselves, had their yeah. fibroids removed, um, have told me that it's going to make a big difference in my quality of life and I don't even realize it. So Anyway, I'm happy to report that I am recovering, feeling better every day. I'm recording from home today because I'm I'm still homebound, but um, I'm just, it's like walking on cloud nine that I have that surgery behind me. Yes, you're done. You're done. And one more thing, Gretchen, is be, beware Googling because we all Google and I tried to Google when I felt something in my stomach, but I didn't use the right words and fibroids never once came up in all mm. of my Googling. Mm. So... You know, just be careful when you're Googling. You can Google and get completely inaccurate results that could either send you down a rabbit hole of fear or send you down a path of doing nothing. So right. Googling has its place, but you really have to be careful. Well, I realize that there's a problem with Google, like in the terminology, because like when we were traveling, we were on our family trip this summer and my arm just like out of nowhere swelled up, like noticeably swelled up, like the elbow was all swollen and turned red and was kind of itchy and painful and very hot to the touch. And I kept thinking like, am I going to like go into anaphylactic shock and choke? Like, is this going to spread all over my body? Like I, I could, I had no idea why it was happening. It was sort of, it was really scary. So I kept Googling about welts. But then at a certain point, I realized I was calling it a welt, but that's actually a medical term. I don't know if it was actually a welt. I was just using that as sort of like a description. But then I was getting, so it's like, was it a welt or was it not a welt? It was going to yield completely different answers. And I have no idea what a, technically what a welt is. So I thought I was like giving, get, like looking for very specific information. But in fact, I was just completely deluding myself that I had any kind of medical terminology to use for this situation at all. And Gretchen, of course, I have to say this whole experience made me very grateful for the health care I have through the WGA, yeah. um, which is great health care. And I, I feel lucky to have not to have that not be a worry. Um, yeah. So thank you, WGA Healthcare. Let us know if you do try this at home and let us know if this conversation has inspired you to go to the doctor about something. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com or go to the show notes for this episode at happiercast.com slash 207. Speaking of book clubs coming up, we've got a great hack for finding more time to read. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. 
I now work with a team, and I am here to say that finding the right candidate and hiring the right candidate is one of the very biggest and most important challenges to anyone who has a small business. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. There are some stories about our father's life that I truly never get tired of hearing. From hilarious to heartfelt, tear-jerking to plot-twisting, his retelling of the events always brings me joy. Just in time for Father's Day, I found the perfect gift that captures all his stories for our family forever. It's called StoryWorth. StoryWorth helps you preserve precious memories and stories from your father or father figure's life for years to come. And, Gretch, you get a book of all these stories. And I love just keeping a book on the coffee table and anyone from any generation can see a story from dad, like what was his favorite toy or what was his first job. Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Give all the fathers in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash happier. That's storyworth.com slash happier to save $10 on your first purchase. So, Alicia, this is a happiness hack that appeals to you and me um, as people who love to read. Yes. Um, this comes from Chelsea. She says, One resolution changed my life, setting a bedtime alarm. I wanted for so long to be able to read more books. Setting my alarm at 840 brings me out of the social media coma I fall into so easily at night and reminds me, hey, if you want to read more, here's your chance. Since implementing it several months ago, I've been able to join a book club and have read so many books. I actually do have the time to read now. So I take this to be Gretchen. Technically, she's setting an alarm for bedtime, but I'm calling this set an alarm to read. Yeah. No, she describes it as a bedtime alarm, but you can use an alarm to get yourself moving in whatever direction you want. So this is a great idea about how to just make sure you find the time for whatever you want. And as she said, she's reminding herself, hey, if you want to read more, here's your chance. That's a great thing even for rebels or people who don't like to tell themselves what to do, reminding you love to read, you want to read. Now you can read if you feel like reading. I think this is a brilliant solution. Yes. So thank you, Chelsea. And now, Elizabeth, this is a know yourself better question um, that I have been thinking about lately, which is, Mm. does your appearance match your personality? Well, first of all, I think this is an intriguing question, but why, like, why does it matter? Well, I think it matters because whether we want to or not, we convey a lot of information to other people through our appearance. And some aspects of that are within our control. And some aspects are not within our control, which can be frustrating. So I think it's good to be aware of how you might be coming across just through how you look. So you can take that into account just as you move through the world. Right. And maybe you want to take deliberate steps in the way you look so that you feel like your appearance is more closely aligned with your real self. Yeah, like I have this thing where I just look so corporate. Like that is the way if I am uh-huh. just in my natural state, I just look so corporate. Well, um, not I, in your yoga pants, but when you're dressed in anything but yoga pants. Yeah, I, I just I go very corporate. My hair goes corporate. Just everything about me. I look like the lawyer 
that I was trained to be. And for this reason, I almost never wear jackets. Like, mm. because I just feel like it just makes me look so, so, so corporate. And I don't feel like, I don't feel like I am so corporate. And that's not the aspect of my personality like insofar as I am sort of corporate, I, that's not the part <laughs> that I want to be like putting front and center. So I try to like not play into it, like by by knowing that it happens. Well, one thing, Gretchen, I noticed um, the other day you were on CBS this morning talking about loneliness. Yeah. And I must say, I noticed that you were sitting up so straight. It made you look very corporate because it was so like <laughs> stiff. And I want to say unnatural because you're very natural on television, you know, with what you say. But you were sitting up like ramrod straight. And I noticed like Gail King was kind of comfortable in her chair. Yeah. And everybody else was like a little more relaxed. So I think that might be something that causes you to look really corporate is how your your posture is so perfect. Well, th th I have to say, I usually my posture is not perfect. And I think I was probably channeling mom who's always like, remember to sit up straight. She's right. like always emphasizing good posture. So because I was on TV, I was probably like really, and because I was sort of, you know, like a little anxious, probably really over like leaning yeah. into the, you know, over posturizing myself. I will post a link to the clip so you can look okay. and and people can see whether they think I'm I'm sitting up too straight. I cannot bear to watch myself on TV, so I will not watch this. But Elizabeth, but I'm really curious to hear if our listeners <laughs> agree with me or if they just think I'm like the little nitpicky little sister. Um, you're I'm just very used, very curious. You're used to just seeing me slump around. So. Yeah. True. Um, but I like you that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but this is an interesting challenge in Hollywood, Gretchen. The whole yeah. thing is, you know, does your do your clothes match your personality? Like, of course, when we're making a show, we definitely are aware of that and dressing the actors to match their character. So very much we feel like what any character wears tells the audience a lot about their personality. It gives a lot of signifiers. But see, I think that's why it's frustrating because like, okay, in Hollywood, in your job, you can choose a person whose appearance matches their personality and you can dress them in a way that matches right. their personality. Like that's all designed and figured out. But in life, a lot of times, you know, there's a lot of things we can't control. And right, and yet we're true. and yet we're putting that out in the world and people and and then and then there's feedback too because the way that you look affects the way that people see you and respond to you and so I feel like it, it can be frustrating because you feel like you're seeing somebody but that's not who I am necessarily. Yeah, it's interesting because you can work against it, like you said. If you're aware of it, like I'm, I may have mentioned on the podcast before. One time, Sarah and I interviewed a writer. And he came in looking like it was a Harvard Business School interview. You know, he had very gelled hair. He was wearing, like, I think, suit pants and a button-down and, you know, just very formal. And we're like, if you want to be a TV writer, dress like a TV writer. Because yeah. it just felt like his personality wouldn't mesh because he felt very corporate. And it's just right. not a corporate environment. So, you I, you know, I think in that way it can make a big difference. Do you think your appearance matches your personality? I think mine does. Um, I feel like, you know, I have glasses, which everyone very much associates with me, which I yep. guess kind of goes to um, being slightly bookish. Uh, yep. and, and like the fact that I'm not so vain that I have, that I've had laser, you know, eye surgery, I guess. 
And then my general appearance is kind of a high-low wardrobe. I have some really nice things, but then I also wear a lot of $10 t-shirts, you know? Right. Um, And I think that kind of goes with my appearance, that I'm casual but driven. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you and Sarah on the Happier in Hollywood podcast have talked sort of periodically about Sarah... Uh, your writing partner and co-host, about whether she should dye her hair or let it go gray. This is like Mm. a big thing that she has wrestled with. And I I think that she was thinking about what does this, whether I want it to or not, communicate to other people about me and how do I want to then think about what I want to do? Yes. And she ended up dyeing her hair, a a decision she still struggles with whether or not it was the right decision. I think it was because I do think it matches where she is in her life more to have Mm -hmm. her hair dark um, than when she had it gray. But, um, you know, it's an ongoing question. Uh, But it's, you know, appearances are frustrating because in some sense it's out of your control, obviously. But there are things you can do. So I think it is a good idea to look at yourself and say, do I look like myself? Yeah, I had a friend who got a belly button ring because she wanted people to see that she had like an edginess Mm. to her. People thought she was like super nice and soft. And she's like, I'm going to get a belly button ring. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I, I think that the feeling I don't look like myself is a big happiness stumbling block. Yeah. Um, Because like you say, appearances are frustrating because they're kind of in our control, but not totally in our control. And when you feel like what you see is not who I am, I think that's I think that is a big stumbling block. Well, that goes to my uh, 2019 journey of weight loss, Gretchen, because I feel like right now I have this kind of frumpy middle aged mom appearance, which I don't think matches, you know, my inside. So I'm trying to get the outside to match the inside. Well, it's going to be interesting to hear from listeners on this one, because I think this is a big, I think it's a big question that a lot of us have thought about. And now a listener question. As always, you can leave us a voicemail question at 774-277-9336, which is also 77-HAPPY-336, or leave us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Yes. So Gretchen, this week's listener question comes from an anonymous husband. He says... Long-time listener, well, six months, and I'm now going back to the beginning to listen to all of them. Thank you. I'm doing 19 for 19, and I'm realizing that I will be spectacularly unsuccessful at many of them unless my wife, who is wonderful and I love dearly, is on board. For example, one of my 19 for 19 is to complete our will. Another is to condo slash declutter every room in our house room by room. I've shared my first draft with her and revised them, but she is, I think, an obliger who is often caught up in the swirl of life with three kids. Since I travel a ton for work, most of this falls on her. What tips do you have for getting a spouse on board with a list like this? Well, first of all, Gretchen, I am a obliger myself, so I can relate to some of this. Um, I will say, as we've discussed many times, spouses often do not make good accountability partners for obligers. So like with the will, which I'm also struggling with, and we have made minuscule amounts of progress on, um, we have papers to fill out now. Yay, Um, that's that's big. Yeah, that's big. And this is all Adam, not me. Um, But they probably need to make an appointment. And so mm. if if the husband makes the appointment, the wife will then feel obligated to go meet with the lawyer. Um, right. But I don't think just between the two of them talking about it is enough. But as for all of the decluttering, how can they approach this? Okay, well, one thing, I, there, there's two big things I would say. One is 
when you're making a list like 19 for 2019, you really can only make a list for yourself. So, mm-hmm. you know, and with something like, well, you both need to be involved, but it's like, what is it? What's within your control? What can you do? Because it's fun to make a list and then like hand it over to someone else. Like you need to do these things, but no, we can only make a list for ourselves. And so, so when he's thinking about, okay, decluttering every room, what I would start with, and this sounds so obvious, but it turns out it's really helpful, is have you done everything in your power with your own things to declutter as mm. much as you can? Because it's very easy to be like, well, you should clean up your mess, but then, well, mm-hmm. what about your own mess? Um, I right. just this morning was talking to somebody and he was saying like, oh, my wife's so messy. We have the storage room. It's full of all this stuff. Like I can't control her. I'm so neat. She's messy. And then he mentioned offhand that in this storage room that's full of her stuff, there's a giant plastic box full of athletic shoes that he has not opened in the last three years since they moved from an apartment in New York City. (laughs) And I was sort of like, okay, we'll start with your own clutter because that'll make you feel better. And also then people sometimes get inspired when they see you clearing clutter. But it's also get your own house in order before you start really like focusing on how other people are falling short. And sometimes you do have to do these things together, but it's always good to start with whatever you can do. The other thing I will say, Gretchen, for some people, and I don't know, it's expensive and it may not be something he wants to spend money on, but having an outside person come in and go through it with you, I mean, that is the one thing. If you say from 9 to 12 on Saturday, this person is coming, you will clear a lot of clutter in three hours. Yeah. Well, this is a good example. If you have, if you can throw money at the problems, and I was like, you can eliminate conflict. Because if this is something that's sort of a conflict between this husband and wife, maybe if they bring in a professional organizer or, or you know, whatever it might be, yes, that could help them get uh, this solved. And a lot of times with like serious decluttering, I mean, some people, they just need to get it in order once and then they can maintain. Um, so right. it's especially good if you're that kind of family where you're like, if we could just get this all under control, then we could manage it going forward. And he can always hold things up to her. Like if she's, you know, making breakfast for the kids, he could come in and say, hey, can I donate this old stereo? You know what I mean? And then she can say, sure. So she's not the one actually having to sit there and do it. But if he feels like it's something that they both need to agree on, he can sort of present an item and she can comment. Because the one thing I will say is saying she's caught up in this role of life with three kids and she's doing most of that work. It just may be that she's like, this is not my top priority. Right. Like cleaning up the right. garage is just not where my head is at because yeah. I got a lot of things that I got to do. Yeah. So again, it's like, do it yourself. Yes. Like Adam's been, this may just be your albatross. Yeah, well, and it's also like, cluttering. you be the leader on this because, yeah. you know, you're yeah. traveling for work. So she's doing most of the stuff. Maybe you're like the one like, okay, I'm going to take charge of this and involve you as I need to. But this is really on me to fix rather yeah. than thinking that we need to do it mutually or, or like, or it's on you. Yeah. So uh, good luck. Yes. Different interests in maintaining order is a common issue among families, I would say. Oh, and by the way, Gretchen, I must plug your book, Outer Order <laughs> Intercom. Yes. It's just coming out in March. Yes, thank um, you. <laughs> as a place for him to start. Yes. It's a get psyched book. So you can get psyched and maybe your wife will get psyched because sometimes just reading about Outer Order makes people feel like, oh my gosh, I just want to leap up from my seat and clear clutter. It really happens all the time. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Coming up, Gretchen gives herself a demerit related to her 19 for 19 list. But first, this break. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, Gretchen, it's time for demerits and gold stars. What is your happiness demerit this week? Okay, on my 19 for 2019 is I want to learn to play one song on the ukulele. And I got Mm, a ukulele, and I learned how to use the digital tuner. But it's really hard to tune. I got three of the strings in tune, but one of them won't get in tune. And it's so super, I got it in tune and then I put the, I was so exhausted that I put the ukulele down for a couple Mm. days. Then when I picked it back up, I had to tune them all back up again. And one just won't get in tune. And I'm like, I don't even want to learn how to play it. I'm already so frustrated that I just like, I I can't even bear it. I'm like, I see this ukulele like looming in my office and it just like fills me with dread. But I do really, I love the ukulele is such a fun instrument. I, I really do want to learn how to play a song or two. Well, I will say, Gretchen, if, if you want to learn, I, I 100% support you. But I will point out that we're always telling people you don't have to keep your 19 for 19 <laughs> list exactly the same. You can change items. You can drop items. This is not written in stone. These are not the 19 commandments. You have the ability to change. But not I that have. I'm not supporting you, but I just want you to remember you don't have to learn how to play the ukulele. Okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let it play out a little bit in my head. Um, but Elizabeth, what's a gold star? Let, let, let's think about a gold star. Well, Gretch, I am giving myself a gold star for getting my surgery done. I have to say that it has been like taking up so much of my brain space, and I was so worried about it, and planning it was very difficult, and it took a lot of appointments and a lot of research because there were questions about what kind of surgery to have, the method of the surgery, who to do the surgery, and I did it, and I'm just very happy with myself for having it done. And then I also have to give a gold star to Adam, who's been a very good caretaker, and, um, you know, just Adam and Jack have taken very good care of me, so... Gold stars to the Kraft Fierro family. Well, and I second that gold star because I know there was a lot about this that was really hard. And now I'm just so happy that it's behind you and you sound good. And now you just like you're just going to feel better. And um, but it was hard. There were a lot of parts about it that were really hard. So gold, 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 gold stars. Thank you. And Gretchen, of course, also um, a gold star to all um, the various doctors, including my surgeon, Dr. Seedhoff, who um, has helped me um, get through this. So, phew. That's <laughs> and that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Go to the doctor. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you. 
And I want to give a shout out because I promise that for people who pre-order five or more copies of my book, Outer Order, Inner Calm, I was going to give you a shout out on the podcast. And so I'm going to say hello to Gail from My Repurposed Life. And if you want to pre-order the book, whether you want to pre-order one copy or five or more copies, you can go to outerorderinnercalmbook.com and you can find out all about the pre-order bonuses and a lot of information about the book. Thank you, as always, to our engineer, Bob Tabador. Also, thanks to our executive producer, Chuck Reed. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter, at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. If you like the show, as always, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcast. The resources for this week. Do you want a signed, personalized copy of Outer Order, Inner Calm? I am doing something I've never done before. I am partnering with the very famous New York City giant indie bookstore, The Strand. I will sign it and personalize it for you. They will ship it to you. They will ship it internationally for you. Mm -hmm. Um, I will put a link in the show notes if you would like to get that. And also randomly, but whimsically, uh, I have a coloring book. If you like to color, you can get a free page to print out from the Happiness Project coloring book if you go to GretchenRubin.com slash resources. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and Upward. So Elizabeth, you're at home, not on the Disney lot. So I, where are you doing the recording? I'm in our office. I'm at my desk, which is actually really nice because usually I'm sitting on the couch and my microphone is always like falling over and I'm having and I'm <laughs> shuffling papers. But this is actually much easier because it's like I got my stand in front of me, I have my computer, I have my iPad. Um, so I don't know, maybe I'll start doing it from here all the time. But you and I cleared clutter around your around your office and your desk. Yes, is it, is it still thank pretty goodness cl- we did. It's at about thirty uh, percent clutter capacity. All right, not bad. From the Onward Project.